You're listening to the Real Life Church Podcast. To learn more about Real Life Church, including our gathering times in Yuma, Arizona, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Bob Van Horn. So welcome to Real Life Church. We're right in the middle of the Christmas season, and I want to tell you a real-life story of a bunch of kindergartners. You got to watch kindergartners because they say whatever comes to their mind. And it was at one Christmas program, they decided to ask kindergartners a question, and they just passed the microphone from one person to another person to another one. What they asked the kids, okay, is questions about Christmas, and they got to ask Santa Claus. So one of them asked Santa, why do you live at the North Pole? Another said, why do you only come once a year? Another asked, where did you meet Mrs. Claus? Another said, how do you make up that list, by the way? How do you find out who's naughty and who's nice? Now, about seven or eight kids down the line, one of them stumbled when asking Santa a question, and the audience was waiting, and the young man kind of froze up, and he didn't know what to say, and he didn't know what to ask, and he finally said, I like Batman. (laughs) The microphone continued from child to child, and questions like, who's your favorite elf, and who's your favorite reindeer, and what's your favorite day of the year? And then the question came, what is your favorite cookie? And you know what the next kid asked? What is your favorite cookie? And the next one asked, what's your favorite cookie? And it came down to one of the last kids. And he asked Santa Claus, what's your favorite beer? Now, only kindergartners can come up with those type of questions. That's what I love about the Christmas season. Christmas time is about pageants and decorations. And so let me just ask you a really important question. Who could you share this message with today? I mean, we're going to talk about something pretty darn important, missing Christmas. Would you share this with your friends right now? I would appreciate that, and I'll bet you they might appreciate it also. Christmas time. It seems like we've been here now for weeks, and um, often we forget about all kinds of people who have to work on Christmas Day. We have first responders and doctors and nurses. I mean, all kinds of people have to work on Christmas Day. But, you know, one of the people that we don't think about, and I was just kind of amazed, I never even thought about it also, is, you know, those athletes that travel and do things on Christmas Day so you can watch them on TV. Well, they're working on Christmas Day. And one of the professional organizations sent out a memo to all the players, and it said, don't miss Christmas. And one of the players actually responded and said, there is no game in the world that is worth missing Christmas for. Now, I begin to think about that statement, missing Christmas these days. I mean, Christmas is the most advertised, most commercialized holiday in the world. I mean, bar none. Nothing comes even close to the amount of attention that Christmas gets. It gets an entire month, or should I say two months, 
or quite possibly now two and a half months this holiday gets. It's anticipated, it's celebrated all over the world. Wouldn't you think it would be hard to miss Christmas? Because in the last month, what, you've been face-to-face with what? Christmas decorations, Christmas lighting, Christmas parties, Christmas cards, Christmas carols, Christmas gifts, Christmas shopping, Christmas carolers, Christmas programs, and on and on and on. How in the world could anyone miss Christmas in this day and age? I mean, we've had Christmas advertisements going across the airwaves 24-7 for the last several weeks. Is it possible, though? I mean, really, is it possible that we could miss Christmas? I mean, there were like three groups of people on the very first Christmas that missed Christmas, and it was right there in front of them. Is it possible that you or I could miss Christmas this year? I want to look at three groups of people, okay? The first person in our Christmas story is the innkeeper. You're familiar with him. I know that you know the story. I know that you know about Mary and Joseph um, being pregnant and having to travel to Bethlehem um, in order to, you know, take part. in. I, I know you know the story, okay? Um, they had to go, and they needed a place to stay because, well, as the story goes that you're so familiar with, Mary's water must have broke, okay? It was time, all right, for her to have the baby, and there was no room in the inn. Now, that's a really good thing, okay, uh, for the innkeeper, by the way. This is the innkeeper's perfect day, night, and or week to have every single room in the inn occupied. I mean, you don't want to be an innkeeper, right? And not have rooms occupied? I mean, if you've got 15 rooms, you want all 15 of them sold out every single night. Which also means now, if every single room is sold out every single night, Well, you're a busy person taking care of all the guests. Now, I don't know whether, you know, they had room service back then, and I'm not so sure that, you know, they were bringing meals to your rooms. But let's just assume for our understanding that the innkeeper, during this time of the year, during this census that was being taken, was one busy dude. Matter of fact, in Luke chapter 2, it says it was time. Okay, it was time for Mary to give birth to the firstborn son. She wrapped him in snuggly uh, clothes, if you want to call that, in strips of cloth, and she laid him in a manger because there was no lodging. There was no room in the inn for them. Now, I don't want to give the innkeeper too much of a hard time here because he's only doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's the innkeeper. All right, he couldn't invent rooms, and he couldn't make up rooms, and he really did provide a place for Mary and Joseph to go. It just wasn't what we would call, you know, the A++++, okay, standards that I'm sure all of the people of Jerusalem were used to getting at that time. I don't think he had any idea of what was about to happen to Mary. 
I don't believe he had any kind of idea, again, at this point, who he was really snubbing. He was busy. He was busy with his business, and really, it might have caused him to miss the greatest opportunity of his life. I mean, really, wouldn't this have been good for business if he would have been able to say, Son of God, born in my inn? I mean, he would have had a killing for the next several months, maybe years. The Son of God was born in my inn. You want to stay here? I mean, unfortunately, for him, well, he missed that opportunity, okay, where God was coming to mankind in human form. He could have been a part of it, but he was busy with other things. He was too busy for Jesus at Christmas. What about you today? I'm talking about you now, your, your house and your schedule. Talking about what are you thinking about right now? And what are you doing with your time, your budget, your plans? Is it possible? I mean, think about this for just a second, that we are so busy that we've just kind of ruled Jesus right out of Christmas. So that's the first thing, or the first reason maybe they missed Christmas that first year. What about the second one? This reminds me of, again, the religious leaders, and it's the whole reason of what I call familiarity. They were so familiar with the Christmas story that it just didn't do anything for them. I mean, they knew the story. They had read the prophecies. They knew about a child coming. They had known for several hundred years. They had discussed it. They had debated it. They had talked about it. They knew all about where he would come. I mean, they were familiar. I mean, even when King Herod didn't know where the Christ child was going to be, these religious leaders, what they knew, they knew the prophecy from Micah that talked about Bethlehem. They knew it all. They were very familiar with the prophecies. Maybe so much to the point that when the actual event was happening right there in front of them, well, they did nothing. Think about this. Wise men from the east came. Several miles, if you want to call it, several hundreds of miles, probably a two-year journey they came from the east to see the Christ child. Well, how many religious leaders showed up? I mean, how many of them actually came to see the fulfillment, the fulfillment of this prophecy that they were so familiar with? How many of them? One? Two? How about none? None of them came. Maybe they missed out on the Christmas that year because they were too familiar with the story. What about you and me today? Yeah, heard it, done it, read Matthew 2, 
read Luke chapter 2. I get it. And it doesn't inspire you anymore. I mean, you know the story. You know the shepherds. You know the wise men. You know the angels. I mean, you know about the... But unfortunately, because you know so much about it, you've really missed this whole idea called Christmas. And maybe some of our traditions and the things that we do have kind of replaced Christmas. Sure, we have Christmas traditions. There's Santa Claus, and there's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There's Frosty the Snowman, and there's even Elf on a Shelf. We keep adding new traditions to this holiday, missing the real reason God came to earth and what a difference it could make in all of our lives. It's amazing that even today, in the busyness and the familiarity, well, it's amazing that it's kind of polluted or at least covered up our eyes to the real reason why Jesus came. Now, there is a third reason out there that they miss Christmas, and this is kind of a weird one, but it's so true today. It's called fear. I mean, 2,000 years ago, there was a person that was afraid of Christmas, and you know what? Even today, 2,000 years later, there are people that are afraid of Christmas. That's why they fight it so hard. Nativity scenes and anything religious, they're afraid of the message of Christmas. See, that was King Herod's problem. He was the king of Israel. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but King Herod, okay, was actually a Roman citizen of Arab descent. And he had actually overtaken the city of Jerusalem by force and appointed himself as king. I don't know if you knew this or not. And the Jews hated Herod. They really did. They hated him. He was the one that actually gave himself the title, are you ready for this, King of the Jews. And he was really working with the Romans to suppress the Jews. I'm going to tell you something. He was crazy. He was literally crazy. Maybe he was afraid of when he heard that there was a king of the Jews being born. Ah, he was actually afraid that this one that was coming would threaten his reign, might take his place as king of the Jews. He was paranoid. I mean, listen to the, I told you he was crazy, right? He had anyone who was close to him executed if he thought they were trying to usurp his authority, including, well, his wife, his mother, two of his sons, because they, you know, he thought that they might overthrow him. He had a brother-in-law killed. I mean, he had Every kid in Jerusalem basically killed under the age of two so that he would not be replaced as king of the Jews. Yep, that's what he did. Herod was afraid. 
And he was afraid of anyone else being in control other than himself. Does that sound vaguely familiar today? I don't want anybody to be in control of my life. I don't want anyone else to call the shots. I want to be the king. Well, that's how Herod was. And that's how some of us are today, that we want to be our own God. We call it the Herod mentality, okay? It's interesting in 1 Timothy, um, it talks about that again, with that we would be filled with love and it would come from a pure heart. But a lot of people, it says, have missed the whole point. And they're arguing about things that are meaningless and distractions and all of that. So that's how people miss Christmas. What a negative message, by the way, especially if I was just to stop right here and say, hey, don't miss Christmas now. So how can we make sure in 2000, almost, believe it or not, 23, that we would not miss Christmas this season? I mean, if you're listening to this right now, we're, we're at least December 17th. We're coming up on Christmas here in just a few days. How can you not miss it this year? Well, try this font for size. Stop filling your life with less important things. Man, don't let busyness get you in the way from knowing God. I mean, in Psalm 39, it says that our lives are but shadows and we run from one thing to another thing, heaping up all kinds of things that, well, that don't count. <laughs> Life is described today as a rat race. I mean, we're so busy in life that we forget to make life. I think some of us, and I'm, I might be one of those, that substitutes busyness for productivity. I mean, we're so busy today. I mean, when was the last time in the last month you just stopped, okay? Stopped and rested and took some time doing, should I say the word? Nothing. One of the greatest tragedies today of our life is we are too busy to enjoy it. You know, there is a simple verse that God gave us that we ought to really put into practice, especially in this time of the year. Be still and know that I am God. Try that for a minute. Just be still. I mean, I wonder how many of you right now are listening and you're doing something else. Be still and know that I am God. Isn't it amazing also that on that very first Christmas that the angels went to a group of shepherds you know, remember now, 2,000 years ago, shepherds were like on the lowest rung of the status. I mean, they were lower than criminals. They were considered stinky, dirty, smelly, worthless people. And yet God tells the shepherds that the Son of God had been born in Bethlehem before he told anyone else. Maybe, and I'm just saying this, maybe, I don't know, maybe, 
one of the reasons he told them is maybe they weren't in a hurry. Maybe they had nothing else to do than to watch the sheep. Because I'm going to tell you something. God is willing to speak to those who are wanting to hear. So I don't know whether, again, you, you grew up learning things. Like when there's a fire, you, you know, you're supposed to stop, drop, and roll. There's another one out there. Before you cross the street, you're supposed to stop. You're supposed to look. And you're supposed to listen. So today, stop. 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 Be still. And know that he is God. Now look. Now look. Look at why Jesus came on that Christmas day. Stop and look at the reason Jesus came. I mean, could you give me right now five or six reasons why Jesus came? Could you tell me why and what his purpose in coming was? I mean, he just didn't come as a baby. Who was Jesus? What did he say? What did he claim? And does it really matter? I mean, what difference does Jesus make in our life? Look, look at Jesus. Why did he come? Do you understand? There is no doubt that Jesus came to this world. And you know why, right? He came because you and I need a savior because there is no chance listen to this there is no chance for you to go to heaven today based on your own ability let me say it another way there's not a snowball's chance in hell for you to go to heaven on anything else other than jesus I want you to think about something. A snowball's chance in hell. Hmm. I never thought about that. A snowball's chance in hell. You know what we're saying, right? What are the chances that a snowball can be in hell and remain a snowball? Now, if you believe in heaven, I have to believe in hell. And therefore, if we believe in heaven and hell, and we believe that hell is a place where there's torment and uh, there's fire and there's... I, and, then what are a snowball's chance to stay a snowball in hell? None. Nada. No way. Not going to happen. So the reason we're to stop and look at why Jesus came is because you and I need a Savior. See, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We all have flaws. I'm not God. You're not God. And we all need a Savior. We're celebrating Christmas because of a birth of the Savior. Now think about this. If you and I didn't need a Savior, he would have never been born. So I want to encourage you. 
to look at who Jesus is. Look at what he's done. To look at your own life and see where you stand in relationship to him. Oh, and by the way, it's okay to have lots of doubts as you're reading and lots of questions. I had doubts. I had questions. And I just asked God to reveal Jesus to me. Stop. Look. And what's the last one? Listen. Listen to the good news of Christmas. There is no reason to be afraid. Why would anybody be afraid of good news? I mean, wasn't it the angel that when he went to those shepherds and, by the way, said over 365 times in the Bible, fear not? Fear not, the angel says. I bring you good news of great joy. And I give you that same proclamation today that you can be a part of God's family today. Stop, look, and listen to the good news of the gospel. And man, if you're a believer out there, let me just say this. We were meant to live life to the fullest, no matter what you find your circumstances in today. I don't know what you're going through. I'm not sure what's happening in your life. But today, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have heard and responded to the good news of Jesus Christ. For unto you a Savior is born who is Christ the Lord. And he has come that you might have life and have that life abundantly. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to save us and to have a relationship with us. So no matter where you're at today, here is my Christmas advice. I did it, and I pray that you will too. Stop, look, and listen. Don't run from God run to him. You're never going to find comfort in running from God. You're always going to get more fear. You're always going to get more anxiety, more misery, and more pain. Run to God. That's where you're going to find comfort this Christmas season. Are you too busy? Are you too familiar? maybe a little bit fearful of Christmas, then I want to encourage you to stop, to look, and to listen. Merry Christmas. Let me pray for you. God, thanks for our time in your word today. God, what a powerful, powerful message. God, I don't want to miss Christmas. And I pray that anyone that's listening, um, Father, would not either. But Lord, if there is that possibility, would we just learn to stop, look, and listen? God, you are good and you are worthy to be praised. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. God bless you guys. And if you are watching, I'll see you on Christmas Day with another message from our series. If you were encouraged by today's talk, 
be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at reallifeyuma.com or download the Real Life Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Real Life Church Podcast.